Here we are starting episode three. My name is Katie and I started hosting this podcast three episodes ago. I'm super excited about the feedback I've gotten so far. I'm so glad y'all are enjoying this book podcast. I absolutely love it. I've had a lot of fun. Um, So I'm not a professional podcaster, but I listen to podcasts regularly and I read a lot of books. So I thought, why not? Why not have a space to talk about books? So I tried to listen to other book podcasts um, before I started this podcast. Um, I don't really know if I just have a really awesome subscription list for my regular podcasts, but I got really bored with the book ones. I didn't subscribe to any of them actually. Um, A lot of them had some really cool intro music and great voices to listen to, you know, like people with radio voices, which I totally don't have. And um, it was just very dry and boring and they didn't really discuss anything I cared about as a reader. I actually stopped when I saw one of the episodes of the podcast I was looking at was titled Earth is Flat. Um, And then there were these other girls, they were talking about doilies and I like at the beginning of the episode I wasn't really sure what was going on Um, but I will tell you about an episode of a podcast that I did like where they were talking about books Um, it actually wasn't a book podcast it was a podcast by One Day University if you're not familiar with them they're an online learning platform where you can learn like all kinds of cool stuff from the science of sleep history to modern politics and everything in between I really liked the episode called Eight Books That Changed the World. So it was worth listening to. Uh, I really liked it. Um, also, I was, as I was browsing to tell you that, um, I noticed that their season two has an episode called The President's Book Club. Um, I haven't actually listened to The President's Book Club one yet, but One Day University is definitely one you'll want to check out. Um, so the, all the podcasts I've ever listened to from there have been pretty great. Um, so I hope that even though I'm new at this, and I know I have a weird voice, like I know I'm totally not made for radio. (laughs) Um, well, my voice isn't terrible, but I have an accent and I know it's pretty thick. Um, if most people with awesome voices and boring content can do it, then I can too. But really, I want to inspire you to want to read what I'm talking about and experience it. Um, So today, I'm going to give you my top five reasons for reading and even rereading old books, which is kind of what I just did with To Kill a Mockingbird and Go Set a Watchman. Um, I love old books, and sometimes we're remiss of the value that old books can bring if we don't read them. Um, So first, I want to talk about the experience of reading itself. Um, So for me... Um, Like, I'm imagining the movie playing out on the projector of my mind. I can go anywhere in the world I want to if I have a book. Um, I'm seeing it as a story, and it's very cool when there's a movie about that book, and the movie's pretty close to what I imagined. Um, So that's happened to me when I read The Twilight Saga by Stephanie Meyer. Um, She's so descriptive, and the real movie was pretty close to my mind movie. Um, Another thing, reading is free, or low-cost entertainment. Sometimes, well times are hard right now everything is really expensive and it just sucks i mean you can't even go to dollar tree and the things there are just a dollar anymore um but my tbr pile is a wonderful source of free entertainment that i don't have to pay for or that i paid a nominal amount for tbr by the way means to be read so to be read pile um if you don't have any books or have very many you can also check out books at your local library for free especially if you're in glasgow i'm talking about glasgow kentucky not scotland Um, Mary Wood Weldon Memorial Library has quarterly book sales with very good titles and they're reasonably priced. 
Um, we're super lucky because our library really engages our community. Um, so if you're not here in Glasgow, check out with your local library and see if they have book sales or a sales shelf or something like that. And most of all, when you do this, you're supporting the library when you go to their sales and events. It directly benefits them. Um, I've also seen um, those little free libraries here and there. Uh, you know the ones that they normally have two shelves and it has a little door that opens um, and you can take one or leave one. They're basically like community book swaps. So my friend Elaine, hey Elaine. Um, so my friend Elaine, she got the book White Oleander um, from one near her. So it inspired me to add White Oleander to my thrift books wish list. Um, she really liked it and I think I'm gonna check it out. Anyways, those little community bookshelves are super cute and I absolutely love seeing those. They're just these small little tiny bookshelves. Um, there's usually two shelves and they're just so cute. Um, Thrift Books is another great place to find great books that are reasonably priced. Um, they have a $2.99 shelf and that sure beats $29.99 for a crisp new book. Um, I've gotten quite a few books off the $2.99 shelf and even the books not included in the red tag deals are generally fairly priced. I like that because after I've read it, the price is fair enough that I can swap out books with my friends. Um, also, I love what I call rereads. It's not really a habit that I had before, but I realized when I um, reread To Kill a Mockingbird that rereading books that we've read before gives us a deeper understanding about the message the author is trying to, to send. Um, often that gives us a glimpse into human nature so we can fully understand ourselves and the world around us. Um, there were several things I picked up on as an adult reader that teenage me just didn't get the two times I read To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, so I'm really glad I did it. Um, at the end, humans are still humans. We haven't really changed all that much throughout history. Uh, reading old books helps us understand how others think and react, and sometimes why they do the things they do. So if you're only reading books written in the last few years, and you're only going to be exposed to modern viewpoints, um, we all want to be well-rounded, so switch it up, um, and that'll help you be well-rounded. Um, one of my favorite sections of the library is downstairs at our library where the older books are kept. I'm not saying that I don't read new releases because I do, um, but if I'm at the library, I'm someone who wants to check out something little known. So I, I kind of feel like I wake library books up from their quiet retirement on dusty library shelves. So I like the older book section of the library because those titles can be hard to find. Um, because they're not published every single day. I've also found little well-known local poetry books by perusing the old book section. That in itself exposes you to different thoughts and viewpoints. A lot of the takeaways in books that have managed to survive until now are pretty timeless. If they've made it this far, then they're pretty, they have some pretty good things in there. Um, books can take you down all kinds of rabbit holes and you can create new experiences from those rabbit holes. So earlier in the year, I read Shirley Jackson's, Jackson's Haunting of Hill House, which was another one of my 50 cent library sale deals. What I didn't know was that there was a Netflix series with the same name, which that book is a pretty old book too. It was actually first published in 1959. Um, so I wound up watching that and, I'll, and what I'll tell you about that, what I didn't know was that the Netflix series was very loosely based on the book. So I spent like the first 30 minutes of the Netflix series like totally confused. I kept going, well, that's not what it is. It didn't happen that way because we know we all do it. Um, and that's exactly how I was. So even though it was completely different, I actually wound up watching all 10 episodes of the Hill House series. And I liked it pretty well, if anything. Um, if anything, it freaked me out to the max. 
um, it was that scary. Um, so if you're going to watch it, just be prepared. You're going to be scared out of your pants. But honestly, had I not read Shirley Jackson's version of The Haunting of Hill House, I would have never known that there was a Netflix series based on the book. Um, my last reason for reading old books is that because if a book is old and well-known, a lot of people have probably already read it, which that means people that you probably know have read it. Um, that also means the fact that both the fact that both of you have read it can lead to enriching conversations. You can talk about your perspectives, takeaways, and what your favorite parts of the book were, and what you didn't like. I really don't have a problem telling people what I didn't like. Um, I love posting about books that I've read and then talking to my friends about it and seeing what their thoughts are. Um, if you really, um, if you're like me and you like considering other people's viewpoints on books, um, my friend Heather, um, she referred me to a website called Goodreads. I haven't gotten to do a whole lot of exploring on it, but you can read what other people are saying about books that you're interested in, and then you can even set your own reading goals and track them there. Um, so what I've seen so far has been pretty cool. Um, another thing I find really useful is I have a reading log I ordered from Amazon. Um, I love my reading log. Um, it asks a lot of information about the book so you can track like what types of book you read, um, if they're from the same genre or time periods, or you can write down a summary and all kinds of stuff. Um, I also like to make specific notes so if a book has won like certain awards or if there are sequels or there are movies about it or if the book references like other books that I would be interested in reading later, that's actually how I found my rabbit holes and literary experiences I like to explore. Um, so I think we can steal some wisdom from C.S. Lewis about the power of reading old books. None of us can fully escape this blindness, and we shall certainly increase it and weaken our guard against it if we only read modern books. Where they are true, they will give us truths which we have knew already. Where they are false, they will aggravate the error for which we are already dangerously ill. The only palliative is to keep the clean sea breeze of the centuries blowing through our minds, and this can be done by reading old books. So thank you for listening today and your wonderful feedback so far. Uh, my source for this episode is the C it for the C.S. Lewis quote was Memoria Press. I've also added all of my sources and links to the show notes, resources, and cool stuff section of each episode. So if you want to do further reading on what I've talked, we've talked about, um, then you can. I think you can only access that directly through the Podbean app, though. So if you're listening via Amazon Music or Google Podcasts, you might actually have to swing by Podbean to get the extra stuff that I've put in there for you. Um, so if you've liked this podcast so far, please like, subscribe, leave a review, leave a comment, tell your friends, tell your enemies if you want to, um, or if you have frenemies, that's great too. Um, word of mouth really helps this podcast grow because that's how podcasts grow. And someday Podbean uh, will make me pay for a subscription for their hosting service. So having listeners ensures that this podcast can grow to be self-sustaining when that time comes. Um, so thank you for listening um, and toodles until next time.